G'day and thanks for joining us again on this episode of Once When I Was Cool, your weekly podcast about nostalgia through the eyes of two fading stars of the past, I guess, two guys who've uh, who've been there and done that and still still living the best that we can. Uh, my name's Dave, I am your host. And I'm Wee Man, I'm your other host. And as always, in behind the uh, perspex or glass, I'm not sure what it is these days, is uh, producer Simon. Well, that is, uh, you know, a meta, meta, metaphorical, metaphysical. Which one? It's a metaphor. It's a metaphorical uh, perspex bit of glass because he's actually in Sydney, so it's behind the glass of this computer screen and the camera that we've got. Anyway, enough of that sort of ridiculousness. Wee, how you been? I've been well. Yourself? Living, yeah, living large and still uh, pandemic world. Oh yeah, mate. Yeah, and it's it's all sort of taken off again. It's getting pretty chilly down here now. It's winter time uh, in Tasmania, so it's uh, it's it's getting cool. It certainly is. It's, it's winter time here too. I'm getting the comfort food into me. I've had uh, KFC and I've had <laughs> I've had a real uh, uh, gorging weekend. Yeah. Okay. Into the so, shop and bought lots of stuff. So yeah. Well, that's good, mate, because those arteries aren't going to harden themselves, and blood pressure doesn't happen on its own. So you know, good, good for you yeah. for getting into that. So, and, oh, well, and, you, you know, know, me being the saint that I am, you know, would never partake in such sort of ridiculousness. You're just big boned, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so I've been told. I carry excess fluid. I'm like a big. Anyway, <laughs> enough about that. So we, um, once when I was cool, we used to have the post office. And now we've still got post offices the way we've got them now, but they were a pretty different affair to what I remember um, when we were growing up, when we were younger. The post offices sort of seemed to be all about the mail delivery and that was pretty much it. Yeah, the post office was uh, somewhere where you went to get stamps and buy envelopes. That's pretty much it. Or do a money order or, um, you know, maybe go and get your mail if you had a, um, what do you call a post office box. Mm-hmm. We had the mailbox obviously at the front. But, yep. um, yeah, it's not like today where you can go in and, you know, buy a phone, pay your bills, um, buy your loved one a present because you're too lazy to go and get something from somewhere else. So, yeah, it's um, that's me. That's mm. what I do. I look for any opportunity when I'm doing that it's least shopping as possible. Well, thanks, mate, for just shotgunning through the whole list of everything I had to talk about here in one <laughs> sentence that, that really t- summed it up. So we could have another another episode 36 on our hands here, mate, because you've just, you just done the whole lot in one go. Good on you, buddy. That was awesome. I know. I'm think, thinking back now that I should have just said yes. That we was different. Sh- we should. <laughs> you should have. We should have done trains because you've derailed this episode pretty quickly. <laughs> All right. We can, so, all right, let's see if we can salvage it. <laughs> let's pretend we're going to rewind and just start again, eh? So, yeah, like you were saying, it used to be originally about letters and stamps and not just that you went there to buy stamps but you would go there uh, to actually post your letter because that's where you had to go. There were letterboxes outside and um, we didn't have express posts. It was just when you put the letter in, that was it. So in Australia now we have a um, – we, we only really have one mail service. I know that in some places there's a couple of different options. But in Australia we have Australia Post and um, you used to just go there, drop your letter off. We have Express Post now, which in the, in the times of pandemic they can't actually guarantee will be that express anymore. But um, we didn't have different different options for it. You put your letter in and off it went. Yep, and uh, you know it got delivered. I think I think it was every day, Monday to Friday, and I say I think because uh, I think they're looking at changing it in Australia to every second day, 
um, through the week. They're looking at changing it because nobody uses so many other delivery uh, mechanisms of delivery of uh, to get something from overseas. You know, it'd never be um, as quick as what it is. You can get stuff delivered overseas r- really quick. Other, you can't. Um, Back in the day, you know, if I got a skateboard and I bought something from overseas, you know, you'd be waiting six to eight weeks and then you get a card in the mail and then you have to go down and pick it up. Not like they do now and drop stuff at your door. And none of this international tracking either. Once it was in the mail, you didn't know where it was. Once they said you you just took it on faith, you sent them a money order. Or one of the other things we used to have to do was send a a stamped self-addressed envelope. So you would put a stamp on an envelope um, fold it up, put it inside your letter, and they would send you, you know, your stickers or your letter or whatever it is else you wanted back. Yeah, that's because I think they were lazy and just saving money. I think it was, when you look at it, it's a good way to save money. You get people to actually come into, you know, send stuff into you or buy stuff off you. But the only way you could get it back was you putting in a, uh, in your own stamp and your own envelope. Well, I guess it's also that, um, it's, it's the modern equivalent of that now is where you pay postage. So when you order something online, you look at what the postage is. And what annoys me more than anything else with that is when they say we um, postage is calculated at checkout. So you don't know. You have to put in all your details and you have to go through all to the point of all but saying yes, go, just to find out how much it's going to get cost to post it here. And I don't know whether you're the same as I am, but um, I know that I will go through and if I'm buying something off eBay or something like that, I'll go through and look for all the things with free postage more first. And more often than not, the things with free postage for exactly the same product as if you had to pay four bucks for it to get delivered elsewhere is a little bit more expensive, but you'll buy that one because it's got free postage on offer. Do you do that? Sometimes, maybe. I um, If I got all the way through and it was going to be uh, expensive, I'm too lazy to get back out and go and search again. So I'll just pay whatever it is. <laughs> and I think that's how you get you, Dad, but I, I don't know what it is. It's just something that irks me when you, you know, you're buying, a, you know, say a pair of shoes or something like that and you pay 150 bucks for a pair of shoes but it's $160 you got to pay to get free postage. It's like, oh, man, you know, I'm not, I don't really like falling for those sorts of games but I guess it's also part of the, tight-naturedness of me, really, more than anything else. Yeah, there is that. But the other side of it is um, what I don't like is if you're actually buying something and it's not that expensive and the postage is just as much as the item, that's what really gets me. Mm. I know. If it's a $10, $10 to buy it and then $10 for postage, I'd go without. Well, I don't understand international postage as well because – I used to, occasionally I've gone on to to different sorts of sites to buy T-shirts and things like that and um, you get to the final checkout postage and, you you know, it's more in US dollars or wherever you're buying from. It's more in, it's, it's the postage is more than the actual product that you're getting more often than not. Yeah. And yeah, yes. That's what I said. And yet some other people can charge you, well, no, yeah, but other people will, will send it for free. So I don't understand. I don't know. Is there a bit of price gouging or are they using a different mail carrier or is there something else involved? I think it's more just around, um, you know, who you want, you know, sometimes, as you said, if there's an option to send it for free and it's going to save someone 10 bucks, they'll go that option. So they're going to get 10 of the items out instead of two. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. 
But back, but back to the to the postage of yesteryear, you know, you'd you'd um, you'd go down and they'd weigh it, and then you'd have to get buy like five dollars. If you were sending something, say from from if I was sending something from my place in Brisbane down to your place, mm. you'd take a little the box in. Mm. Or the letter, mm. um, and if it was going to certain um, postcodes, it'd be uh, more money, mm-hmm. you know. And if you go in, they put the weight on. Then you had to buy like twenty stamps and sit there and lick them and yeah. put the twenty stamps on it. Well, remember stamps. Now they do a printout. And remember stamps. You used to um, you used to have the little wet sponge that they'd sit there and they would dab the stamp onto the little wet sponge and then stick it on. Or you'd have to lick it yourself. Now they're all self adhesive, and if you licked it, you're in probably get some sort of horrible illness. I wonder what was in that stuff in that sponge. You I reckon it was just water? I think so. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty pretty sure it was. I don't think it was it's anything. Be like the petri dish of horror. I reckon. But I guess when we talked about express post as well, I guess the express post of the day was telegrams, and we telegrams are well and truly gone now with email and other sort and text messages and other sorts of communication. Did you ever get uh, telegrams? No, look, all I remember more about telegrams is um, when you go to a wedding and people would say, "Oh, we're just going to read some telegrams that came in," and um, occasionally there'd actually be a real telegram. Not a fake one, and most of them were fake and humorous and vulgar, which I like the best. But um, of course, of course. Um, but a lot of the um, there was an occasional real telegram in there. Mm-hmm. It usually came on a funny looking little bit of paper. If you've ever actually had one and had a look, mm-hmm. so look, no, I've only seen a couple. Haven't had one personally to me. Um, no. I remember at Tammy and my wedding, um, it was that long ago, there were still telegrams at the time and people had it and it was the best man's responsibility to read out the telegrams. Some of them were a bit vulgar and other, others weren't. Um, but, yeah, we, we actually got some genuine ones, but you don't see the telegrams anymore and you don't, it wasn't until you mentioned it before we, we started this that I'd, um, I'd forgotten about them at all. And the other thing is, as you mentioned earlier on in your shotgun description of the entire episode, was uh, money orders. Yeah, money orders. I'm just thinking, hang on, before we move on to money orders, have you still got the telegrams? No. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Tammy might have hung on to them. I'm not sure. I haven't gone looking for no, them. No, so I was just wondering. I'd well, they're usually on that. They were usually in stone or anything? Ha, ha, ha. No, they were usually on the um, – we've got the carrier pigeon that delivered them. We've still got it stuffed in a box somewhere. Yeah. We've nice. got um, – they're all on that, you know, that heat paper. Remember the old printers used to spit yeah, yeah. out on that telex paper and I think it was all heat imprinted so it would have faded and gone by now anyway. But money orders, money orders was the other thing you sort of used to have to do and you always used to have to pay money to get the money order. It's like when you went to the bank and to get a bank check, you'd have to pay 15 bucks for the bank check. Yeah. So I'd used money orders, um, look, you know, Back in the day when I used to go and um, if I wanted to buy um, skateboard, skateboards or skate clothes and that because skate there was shoes. no real sh- skate shoes, yes. Uh, there's no real skate dudes. Um, there's no real um, skate shops in the town. So, you know, you'd get your catalogue. So you buy your, your magazines like Thrasher magazines and all of those, go through and decide what you want. And then rather than send a check, which 
they wouldn't have taken checks. You had to go and get a money order. So you go and get the money order. You get that sent through. That was the stamp of approval because it came from the post box. It's like like you said, going and getting a bank check. You get a bank check for big things like a car if you were doing a you know, private purchase of a car or something like that. And these days you just um, use PayPal or, you know, you deposit it straight into someone's bank account. Or a credit card. Just back in yeah. the days before everyone had credit cards as well. Or the old bank well, yeah. card. Well, the bank cards, as you know, used to have to either swipe it across that real big manual thing. And I think that's where a lot of the big bank card fraud used to come in because they'd be able to just read the numbers out over the, you know, people would be getting the imprints of it and then just buying stuff on people's bank cards because they had all the details there. Mm. Hmm. Um, and the other thing was um, that we don't see much anymore, although interestingly enough, I have sent a few um, in the past 12, 18 months or so, I have sent a few, um, was, is postcards. You don't seem to get postcards. It used to always be a bit of a treat if somebody had gone overseas or had gone on holiday somewhere, you'd get a, get a postcard from them with a picture of it. And I know that the people in the post office used to always read them. So that was, you, you know, there was no... Um, there was no real security or no real privacy on them, so you wouldn't want to put too much detail in there. No, it's just like having a picture on one side and writing on the back of a picture and putting it through. It was uh, exactly like that. That's what a postcard was. Yeah, yeah, I know. But what I'm saying, <laughs> these days people just get onto HeadPage and places like that and that's their postcard to everyone. Yeah, I'm uh, at the coast. Yeah, Here's a picture it. of me. Yeah. So... Um, you know, I used to get a couple of postcards and you'd keep them for a while and you think... Stick you know, them on your fridge. Great. Yeah. And I've sent postcards to people when I was a young fella. It used to be great. You'd go and try and get one and, you know, you'd go through and get a couple of the places, especially in the beaches in Australia, and then they'd have the topless ones and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were always good. You just used to have to get somebody else older than you to buy them. <laughs> That's what... There was a limit on buying old buying older. risque postcards. <laughs> yeah. And even at 13 and go, hey, I want to buy these. It's still, you know, I'd give them to my older brother. He's three years old. He was 16. Looked at least 12, but he was 16. So, right. so yeah, I mean, I don't think I've, I don't even think I've seen a postcard anymore. I, c- I couldn't say I've seen a postcard at all. Right. They might, do they exist? Yeah, they do. Viewer. Viewer. Tell us. Do oh, they right, exist? Sorry. Viewer. Yeah. I'm the viewer, viewer at the moment. I'm the one that's staring at you. <laughs> uh, you listener. mean listener? Listener. <laughs> this, listener. Is going, yeah, yes. this is a tremendous episode, isn't it? This is, this is going real well. Of a sketchy topic to start with that we're stretching it out to 15 minutes and now you're calling them viewer. It's, this is going no. off. Viewer, listener. I'm just trying to... <laughs> And it's and it's glitching a lot as well. So that this will be a real treat for someone to listen to when we're trying to get. We might not boost this one. We might just let it sort of slip by quietly. Sure. Yeah, I'm ready uh, to do a mic drop. <laughs> well, you may as well. The amount it's glitching out at the moment is terrible. So I do apologise. It's not for that. glitching from your end, isn't it? It's uh, nope. yeah. It's it's the the little hamster on the wheel that's running Tasmanian internet at the moment. Is uh, he must be a bit tired at Sunday night, and he'd rather be what putting his feet up watching the movie. But what about stamp collections? Were you ever a stamp collector? No, I think they used to um, encourage. Uh, you know, to do some sort of stamp collecting at school. I never got into it. Like I said, I'm not really um, into that sort of collecting stuff. 
mm. like stamps. Um, Never really. I remember that they used to have different releases of certain commemorative stamps, and I think they still do, but nobody takes as much notice of them as they did. But I remember they used to have at the the local post office, and the local post office was always some big ornate building uh, in the centre of town. And interestingly enough, back in those days, uh, the distance from town to town was actually measured from post office to post office, and that's how they figured out where it was. So it was always some ornate big building that always looked good. Um, but we used to have little stamp machines and back in the day when, well, when I was a kid, I'm sure I remember we, when we were kids, they used to have uh, one and two cent pieces. And so you could go and buy a one cent stamp, a two cent stamp, um, like a That's five right. cent stamp, a seven cent stamp, and you'd put your money into the little machine and the little machine would spit it out like a little ticket type thing and you'd rip them off and then you'd lick them and put them on. And that was how you used to get your stamps after hours. And um, have you tried to buy stamps not from a post office lately? It's pretty difficult, a post office or a news agent, it's pretty difficult to be able to get stamps at short notice if you don't know, you know, if you're out of hours. I wouldn't even have had the need to go and buy stamps. The last time I've had to use something in snail mail, um, I buy the envelopes that it's already prepaid. So it's got like a, a printed stamp already into the envelope. So you pay for the envelope and the, and the cost of the postage already on it mm. rather than having to buy an envelope and then the stamps to, to go with it. So I mm. couldn't even tell you if there's a stamp in this house. Most right. houses have one somewhere, but yeah. I don't think we have. Right. Do you know how much a stamp is these days? No. F- 50 cents? A dollar. Yep, a dollar these days. It went from six, a couple of years ago, it went from 60 cents to a dollar overnight and they then promised that they would deliver things more slowly. So not only did they put their not only did they put their charges up by, you know, nearly nearly 50% or um but well over fifty percent, but they um they also got worse at what they did. So, you know, what other business succeeds by saying we're gonna put up our prices heaps and we're just not gonna be as good as we were. Uh, look, I don't know, and I'm dumbfounded that it costs a dollar for a stamp. There you I go. have no idea. Yeah, no for, idea. A, for a letter, for your ordinary letter. So the other thing that used to be at the post office was post office boxes. Now, my dad was a, if you've listened before, you'll know that my dad was a country cop and um, he always had a sort of distrust of of not so much of the postal service, but more of the postman and more that they were lazy and would sit, put the post, put the letter in the wrong uh, mailbox and he you know, valued his privacy and all these sorts of things. It didn't make a lot of sense at the time. But we always had post office boxes growing up. And, and to be perfectly honest, I still got a post office box now because it's a hangover from my youth. I probably don't need it anymore, but it's it just seems to be easier. It seems to be a bit safer. But in the towns that you have, the post office boxes were always part of these big ornate buildings, always at the post at the post office, you'd have the post boxes. And my dad, back when he was um, still working as a policeman, back in those days, it was before we had a motor registry or, a, you know, roads and traffic type places or whatever, you, whatever your local place is called. And so the local police used to be the people who would take people for their driving tests. So the young kids, when they wanted to get their licence, would have to go and book in with one of the local policemen, which was usually my dad more often than not, and that he would take them driving around town. They'd have to do all the tests. Now, out the front of the post office, where the, where the post office boxes were, was the reverse um, angle parking. It was like the 45-degree the parking. And my dad for every test that he would have to do, depending on how many he had to do in the day. But the first one of the day, he would always make them do the drive around, 
pull up, park out in front of the uh, post office boxes so he could get out and get the mail. So the kid would be sitting there nervous and petrified as they've had to reverse park in in front of the post office. The, the assessor would get out and go and get his mail. And then they get in and go and finish off the driving test. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Old school country cops, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I was, um, yeah. I'll, do, I'll tell you another story which I got told, which is similar to that. Yeah. Um, and it's got nothing to do with post offices, but uh, one okay. of the guys. Um, <laughs> Why would it? Nothing else in this episode said anything to do with the post office. All right, carry on. <laughs> so um, uh, one of the guys at work was saying that when he um, went to get his licence, he um, he came out, uh, he went to the, the the local police shop and it was in a country town. So um, the guy drove the car there because being in the country, he drove the car in because um, he used to go just from learners into opens. He got there. It was an old sort of two-storey police building, went in and said he was booked there. The policeman said, do you know where the pub is? He goes, yep, down the road. He went up to the top storey, said to him while he was down, and drive down to the drive down to the pub and back, didn't get in there with him, drove down, came okay. back, here's your licence. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Nothing to do with the post office. Right. So back in those days as well, did you know your postman? Everyone seemed to know their postman back in, back. well, not us obviously because we had post boxes so we knew the people at the post office and everyone knew who, well, knew who my dad was because he was a local cop. But did you know your postman back when you were a kid? Yeah, you always knew him to say g'day and, and if you hear him coming, you used to run out to try and grab the mail. So there was the three of us boys and when we sort, they'd always come at the same time, around the same time. So he'd be just running out, hoping that you got something, not that we ever did, but just running out to actually go out and grab the mail from the mailman and be able to take it. Um, that's when we were on the outskirts of town. They used to sort of drive up past there. But you'd know them. It's like you'd know the garbage man and, you know, um, these mm. days I wouldn't even know what time my mail gets delivered. Mm, if it does. So, like I said, we got a post office box, so I never see it. And our, um, our driveway is about 200 metres long, so you don't even see the postman when they do put something in there. So it's, um, it's yeah, it, you wouldn't know your postman these days anyway. Uh, what about with you were saying you had a post, uh, post box at the, you know, a uh, mailbox at the front of your house. Did yeah. you did you ever do anything? I know as kids, a lot of people used to put stupid things or do do silly things to other people's post office uh, uh, post office um, mailboxes. Do you ever do anything like that? No. Did you? No, I didn't. But I remember there was this kid, and they around Cracker Night every um, every year. When was Cracker Night? Was it Queen's birthday? I think it was Queen's birthday. So sometime around May, um, we used to have cracker night or fireworks. You could when you'd be able to buy fireworks. Did they have that in Queensland? No, they're illegal in Queensland. But always illegal. Lived, yeah, but because we lived very close to the border, used to just yeah. go over the border and be yeah. able to get them, pick them up. Yeah. Well, in New South Wales, they were always legal, and they were legal for years. And you used to have all different sorts of things. And the best were the little round ones that were called um, throwdowns. They'd have a little target on them. It was basically a little paper wrap piece of. Um, Gunpowder. Gunpowder, essentially. You'd chuck it down and go, whap, and um, you'd throw Yeah, and that's what they were called, throwdowns, because you throw them down. Well, they banned them pretty quickly. Um, and then we used to get all the different sorts of um, fireworks, and you could buy them anywhere, and people used to go nuts. And then you'd have cracker night on the particular, I think it was on the Sunday night of the long weekend, um, and 
you know, everyone's backyard, they'd be setting off fireworks and there'd always be someone blows out their eye or blows off their hand or something like that because I was stupid and hung on to it for too long. <laughs> but I remember we used to also make what were called bungers and bungers started off as they were little ones, that you, just little fireworks that you get. But if you got electrical tape, and I'm not, probably won't go into this because we'd probably get arrested, but you could tighten them up and redesign them a little bit and they, and by packing them tighter, they, when they, when they went off, they'd blow with a little bit more force. Well, kids got excited as they usually did and um, put a few together and they used to go around and, you know, it was not often that you wouldn't hear someone blow up a letterbox. So, you know, the little tin letterboxes that sit on top of your thing. There's a story of one kid who used to go around and blow them all up and he blew up everyone's in the street and the only one that left in the street that hadn't been blown up was his own. So in the end he had to blow up his own one so that nobody figured out it was him that was doing it. That was the sort of quality quality we were dealing with. Not yeah. much to do with the post office, like I said, not that much of this has, but there was a male element to it as well. The um, Can I just say I had nothing to do with any explosives at any <laughs> stage, any time. <laughs> No, me either. I was always too scared. I didn't even like picking them up and lighting them. I used to I used to be that kid that had run over and light it um, with his arms stretched out as far as I could to be able to get to it and then run as quick as I can and hope that it took so that I was far enough away so it didn't fall over and shoot me. I'm this just is, not going to divulge too much on yeah. this. This is a great episode, isn't it? It's, it's an awesome episode. <laughs> oh, mate. I think we might put it to bed. What do you reckon? I think so. Well, if there's anyone still listening, and I know they say that a lot of these episodes, if there's anyone still listening and you'd like to give us some feedback, anything that you've had to do with the post office or how the post office has changed, or if you've got anything about any stories about fireworks and uh, any sort of malevolence that you've uh, inflicted on the neighbourhood with fireworks that was... You or, know, a li- or a licence story or... <laughs> what else did we cover? <laughs> country, what else have we covered? Country cops and, you know, letters and pen pals and stamp machines and, and, oh, and currency. Don't get, I've got a lot I could tell you about country cops. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> Regardless, if you've got any feedback for us, let us know. Drop us an email at oncewaschoolpodcast at gmail.com. Um, thanks for listening. If you want to catch up, reach out to us on our Facebook page, please do. We always... Um, we always welcome any feedback we get through there. You can check out our old episodes at oncewascool.com or wherever you uh, download your um, your podcast from. Well, we that was 27 minutes of horror and hopefully someone's still listening to this. Not as bad as episode 36, but not far from not it. Not as bad, not far from it. And to anyone who's, uh, what do they call the stem collectors? Philatelists? Philatelists, yeah. If there's yeah. any philatelists out there, by all means, just... Um, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Um, interestingly enough, my wife, uh, Tammy, her father um, was a philatelist when he was alive. He um, he made quite a living out of it. So, yeah, there you go. So let us know if you've got any stories that you'd like to share with us. We love hearing your feedback. Thanks for listening in and thanks for telling a friend. Simon, thanks very much for joining us. We And si- Simon, can you please do something with this episode? <laughs> yeah, uh, hopefully we should. It's a pity it didn't glitch more because that was probably better to listen to than this rubbish. Anyway, all right, all right. Well, well, if people are still listening, we'll try again next week. <laughs> we'll catch you soon. Thanks for listening in. Bye. Thanks, bye.